This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Hey, good morning, Canada. Welcome to GTC. Zacchino and Weeks both in studio with you this week. Adam Scully a little later for Scully time. He's behind the glass. Get behind the glass, Scully. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, before we even get into today's show, Bob. Yes. I um, When I saw Adam this week, because he came back from his electric music festival. The right? Ed M festival. The Ed M, the electric dance, EDM. And I said, did you hear the show at all this week? No. I said, so you didn't hear the... <laughs> Scully, get on the get like, on the mic there for a second. That sounds more like beatboxing or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, tell us a little bit before we get into the show today. I want to know about last week. We didn't have a chance to talk about what. Tell yeah. me a little bit of festival. I saw, I saw some social media pics of <laughs> Scully and his boys, yeah. which was concerning to me, Bob. I didn't realize you needed costumes. Yes, to go to these the costume. Festivals. Yes, they, there was. I please tell us a little bit about the festival. You know, as they say, look good, feel good, right? Ah, you know. <laughs> The first good decision on the golf course. Yes, yes. of course, of, of course. course. No, it, it was it was a good time. Nice to see New York. Uh, it's too bad we weren't there the week previous for the Northern Trust. That would have been kind of funny to go to the golf combine them and then. <laughs> yeah, There's not a lot of guys doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- that'd be a bold move. But uh, good to be back and uh, good to have uh, good to have some good golf this weekend. Okay, one question before uh, before we get into today's show: Is this still in your head? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I can't hear out of my left ear, but, uh, you know, we're, we're still going. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and glad Thank you're you. back, Scully. Thank you. Uh, Bob, you were away this week. You were also away. The Golf Talk Canada crew was, like, all in different scattered. parts scattered. Yes. You were in Prince Edward Island. I was, and I uh, had a wonderful time out there. Three Short trip, three days, and with the uh, golfing with some of our friends from Asante, mm-hmm. and had a lovely day out there. Perfect weather. So they were telling me September is now the busiest month for tourism in uh, Prince Edward Island, which I thought was unusual. But they, uh, the, the golf courses are booming. They've had a great year. They're getting a little uh, spin-off from the folks going to Cabot. People mm-hmm. are making the whole Atlantic uh, crew. The only sad part was at Crowbush. We played two rounds at Crowbush, and their clubhouse caught on fire. You're kidding me. A wild story. Some guy walked out the front door of the clubhouse, threw a cigarette butt in the garden. There's mulch, oh. mulch all around there. And it got underneath the, I don't know what you call it, but there's sort of a deck when you walk out of the front. And it got underneath. I think we'll call it a deck. Okay. Right. And thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, the, the, no, the, it's where they are, it's out in the middle of, I won't say nowhere, but it's a small town. It's a bit out there, yeah. Volunteer you know. fire department happened to be just around the corner looking at some other property. And they got a call. If they'd been five minutes later, they figured the whole clubhouse would have So they saved uh, a part the of The clubhouse is basically, it wasn't open. There was smoke damage. Um, but they're still playing. They've made some arrangements to right. do other things. And the course is in perfect condition. I don't know if I've ever seen it in such good condition. Well, that's great. That's I love great. the golf course. I love Prince Edward Island. The people are great. I was talking to Mark, Mark McLean. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, three years ago when I was out there, he said, that the what's happening at Cabot is the best thing in the world for PEI because you know everybody else you know if you don't really know your business at first glance people say well 
Aren't these guys going to take a lot of business from me? No, no, no. All it did was make more people want to go to Eastern Canada to play right. golf, which was great for PEI. And now PEI get to showcase their product to a bunch of people that haven't seen it before. And he he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it when he said that. Yep. And uh, I'll tell you, if, if you want to if you want to go out on a shoulder trips shoulder season trip for value, oh, can't be, it's unbelievable. There's you, not you a cannot beat it. on the island for a hundred dollars. You can't pay a hundred dollars to play golf. It there. costs more money to stay home. <laughs> you will spend more money staying <laughs> home. It's true. I I need to go to Prince Edward, Prince Edward Island to save a few bucks. Yeah, is what exactly. I here. So that's great. I got to give a shout to a shout out to Justin O'Leary and the team at Cedar Bray who put on a great day. I played the Cedar Bray Pro Am this week okay. uh, on Thursday. Uh, and the course the course is always in immaculate condition, as always, um, which is hard because, you know, some courses, they'll dial up for certain events and whatnot. Cedar Bray is very much like Weston, like that, where, you know, yes, it's dialed up for Pro-Ams. Yes, it's dialed up for club championships. But the difference between dialed up and regular day, <laughs> it's, it's not that much because it's always good. Yeah. And Cedar Bray's like that. It's always good. So it's it's a dial-up, but it's a marginal dial because it's always good. And Justin and his team put on a great day. We had a great time. It was uh, great to see some old friends you only get to see once or twice a year. As you know, when you go out and do these events, Bob, sometimes sure. you bump into people you yeah, only get oh, to yeah, see once great. or twice a year. And it was great. We had a great day. Didn't play so well, but had a great day. And uh, and. And one more thing I just have to say. Mm. Um, I think today fall arrived. Yeah. How <laughs> was that? Cooler, Walking right? in the studio this morning. Ooh, forget that. So, uh, And I would like to say that uh, although I did not make as many putts as I would have liked to this week, the long putter is still not yipping. It's, uh, it's So you're you're sticking with this yeah, for at least it's another still, week? It's still not yipping. It is yip-free. Uh, and I think the reason I didn't make any putts on Thursday uh, was because I was very misbehaving on Wednesday night, and I'm not. A, <laughs> I am not a good hungover golfer. And my my good friend Mike McLaughlin, who's the president of Fox Canada, had a tiff party that oh, I hit, That's and and it was a super Tuscan wine theme tiff party. Oh, so you give me in a super Tuscan red on unlimited. And As opposed to just the regular Tuscan red. This is super. Tuscan super. Red. This is Thursday morning. Is not going to be pretty. And it was not when I think Mrs. Golf Talk Canada chiseled me out of bed you and the said, fat head going, huh? you've got to go play golf, buddy. So. At least you didn't have the whiskey flicks. That's, That's good. <laughs> the butter. That's good, though. That's good. All right. We got a, a good show because we need to jump in. Uh, we've been trying to dance around this Ryder Cup team and, mm. you know, uh, based on timing of when picks were coming out and whatnot. And we've got pretty much every team solidified except for 23 of 24 players. 23 of 24, yeah. We're waiting on one U.S. pick. Which is interesting, too, because that one U.S. pick, the what-if that Bob and I have been saying for three weeks, and the what-if is, what if Shoffley or Kisner wins that last big event? That's been the what-if for about two, three weeks. And, of course, DeShambo did what he needed to do, and then some. Yep. And here we are with the second-to-last event of the year, the BMW Championship, and Xander Shoffley taking a hold of that championship, claiming the what-if. And what if he wins it? Is it enough? So Bob and I, we're going to get into the U.S. Ryder Cup team. We'll take a look at the picks today. We'll take a look at the team and the what-if that is Xander Shoffley potentially winning winning the BMW Championship. Team Europe has assembled. We'll look at those uh, Ryder Cup picks for Team Europe. I have not had a chance to talk to you at all about these picks. No. Um, and I'm curious about them because, you know, veteran savvy. 
I guess, is is the theme of the picks for the European Ryder Cup team. And, you know, I know I don't believe that Thomas Bjorn went with the guys that are playing the best right now with the exception of Ian Poulter. I think he could have went with guys that are playing better but opted for veteran leadership. Agreed. And... How's that going to play out? So we'll get into that uh, U.S. Uh, excuse me, uh, European Ryder Cup team. We'll have Scully time. We'll have winners, winner what. We'll get you caught up on updates from around the world of golf. But first, let's do a few news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines flying refined. All right, some news and headlines. We're going to get a lot of FedEx Cup talk today. But before we do, by the way, Xander Shoffley on top of that FedEx Cup, uh, as we as we mentioned off the top, he is the leader at 13 under par at the BMW Championship. And that's good for uh, just a few shots over Justin Rose to start the third round. But the World Amateur going on, Bob, and the ladies did quite well, quite solid performance from them from Team Canada uh, last did. week. Uh, did. What are the men looking like this well, week? Well, uh, the men are going this week. They uh, started off at gangbusters. They are 22 under through the first three rounds. Fourth round is uh, just about to get underway, and they are eight shots back of the leader, New Zealand. So sounds like a lot, but when you got three scores, um, I think two count. So it's still there's still some room in there that could move. It's, the team is Joey Savoy, Hugo Bernard, and Garrett Rank. What a summer for Garrett Rank, this guy. We were talking about it uh, on on the air on TV show about how you know he's got to go back to work soon. I would think (laughs) (laughs) refereeing and get things going. But uh, they're actually playing right now, and Garrett Rank has just uh, he's started off birdie bogey. But um, it would be great to see Canada at least move up the rankings a little bit. But we got some some really good players on that team. I was going to say what a good collection of players and really good players all over this thing. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see who can who can pull this out at the end. Now, interesting reports this week. uh, Not to get political. As we don't like to get political at Golf Talk Canada, simply because at least I have not a, when the mics are on. Well, I say, <laughs> and also because you know I'm an angry enough person where I can rant on things. I don't need you start getting me political, and Golf Talk Canada is going to get ripped off the airwaves. Okay, so uh, the Colin Kaepernick Nike 30th anniversary um, campaign was launched this week. Huge online record sales uh, for this Kaepernick campaign. On the flip side of that, uh, stock market took a hit. Nike was one of the large, larger losses. So real opposite ends of the spectrum on how North America is consuming this campaign and, and I guess the statement, so to speak, that Nike's trying to make, whether they're trying to make a statement or not or just get headlines, who knows what marketing company comes out with this. But Tiger had some interesting comments and, and positive remarks regarding the Kaepernick campaign. He was uh, he was asked about it after his round, uh, and you know I think he obviously he's been wearing a swoosh since he first came on to uh, uh, to the PGA Tour, and he called it beautiful. He said, "I think Nike is trying to get ahead of it and trying to do something special, and I think they've done that. It's a beautiful spot and a pretty powerful and and pretty powerful people in the, the spot, which is true." Um, it's not just Colin Kaepernick. There's a, there's Serena's in there, yeah. and there's a few. He's the face of it, but, right? Yeah. This is and it and in the still ad, the uh, the print ad, I guess you'd call it. It's it's really Colin Kaepernick's head, uh, and it's really it's really all about the 30th anniversary of the Just Do It campaign. Yeah. So they've really put that back on the table, uh, and having some great success with it. It looks like. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing: like I'm okay with that question 
there because, like, even though he's at a golf tournament and he just played golf, he has a relation. He's had a relationship with Nike and been one of the faces of that brand for many. That's an sure. appropriate question, sure. even though the guy's the guy asking it is poking around looking for something political, you know. Whereas the previous week at the Northern Trust. You know, Tiger Woods couldn't roll a putt into a bathtub. That's what we're talking about. And this guy, come, this other reporter, comes out and jams a, a mic in his face with a Trump question. That, like that, to me, those are two completely different things. And I thought ha- Tiger actually hand, handled all those situations really well. He's handled them both really well. Yeah, I mean, he me made too. a good comment about Nike. He made a good comment about the, the president. And I think he, he's he's a little bit better at towing the line these days. And before he would just sort of dismiss it. I think a little bit. He's been very. He's not been a political guy in, right. his, in, in his entire career, so this is about as as out there as he'll get. Uh, I think he learned a little bit after the old uh, <laughs> nine, iron, right. nine iron to the face routine. Yeah, um, not a routine I recommend, by the way. Nine <laughs> iron to the face. Uh, Scully, Twitter poll question this week before we go to break. So you're gonna tweet it out at TSN 1050 Radio and just and tag uh, Bob and I <laughs> and Golf Talk Canada because this is important because NFL season kicked off this week. A sloppy game between the Eagles and the Falcons, but it was hard to watch. It was a hard game to watch, and I'm a huge NFL fan. I'm a monster 49er fan. That's my team. We finished the year 6-0 and last year with Jimmy G, so I am pumped about this year, although we have a tough season against the Rams in our division and the Vikings on the road. We open up the season on the road against the Vikings, so a tough start for the Niners. However, I have an allegiance. So I asked Bob, are you excited about the NFL? Do you have an allegiance? He said, no, but I was thinking maybe I should have a a team allegiance. So we want to know from the Golf Talk Canada (laughs) universe this. Who should Bob pick up as his NFL team? And maybe why? So hit us up. Scully's going to tweet it out. We want to know who Bob's cheering for this year. And hopefully by the end of today's show on Golf Talk Canada... Bob Weeks will be a fan of blank. I'll have a team to follow. Yes, a team. Okay. To follow. I hope it's not the Cleveland Browns or the Buffalo. Bulls. Although they're going to, or but Cleveland might be a little better this year. You might see three, four wins out of Cleveland. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm too optimistic <laughs> there. I don't know. But we'll see who Bob is a fan of come the end of the show. On the other side, we'll hear from Tiger, Xander, Rose, FedEx Cup. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. We have our first vote in already. Uh, Steelers, James Tubb jumped out and said... I should follow the Steelers? Yeah, he said, you got to be a Iron Steelers Curtain. fan. Uh, we you put know? a vote out here, and I've just retweeted it as well, Golf Talk Canada, that uh, we put oh, Cowboys, Patriots, 49ers, other... And the if you, and if you if you say other, tell me who you're. Yeah, should the be, other. I so need, that's what that's what James details. did. James went other yeah. went with the Steelers. The Perfect. Steel Curtain cannot go wrong with the Steel Curtain. See, you I, know who you know who's a big Steelers fan. Who's that? Jim Furyk. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, you Steelers. told me that. Remember, I was going to host that that thing with Jim. Oh, that's right. And you said, "Hey, that's Mark, right. by the way, he's a Steelers fan." Before yeah. you go meet him, so I did. I started talking. As soon as I asked him Steelers questions, he opened up. And <laughs> I was like, God, thank God, Bob told me that. Right, so. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, if I go in, st- you know, I could have gone in going, hey, a Penguins fan. They've never <laughs> yeah, watched a hockey game in his true. life, right? So, all right. Uh, want to give a, before we get in to hear from Tiger Woods here, we should mention, I forgot to mention this off top, Adam Hadwin 
Uh, currently two under par, 69-69. He tees off at 9.42 a.m. this morning. Adam Hadwin needs a big weekend. We need something in the low 60s on Saturday here. They got some moisture. They got some, uh, in fact, rain. in fact, the third round is currently delayed because yeah, of inclement weather. So it's going to rain. When they get out there, there this golf course is going to be for the taken. It's going to be a similar golf course to what they saw on Thursday, not what they saw on Friday. There are going to be 62s out on this golf course. There will be a 59 watch. I guarantee you there will be a 59 watch. Well, it'd be nice. That'd be a good score for Adam. Well, he needs something like that. He's done it before because he needs to move up 21 spots on the FedEx Cup points list if his season is going to continue and he's going to make the Tour Championship. So the first two stops, he was putting beautifully, and that's what he's been waiting for yeah. for basically the summer. That's what he said to me in uh, in New York. He yeah. said, I, Mark, the ball is finally going into darkness. That's right. And now this week, it's sort of back to the old uh, putting system because if you look at his stats, it's uh, I mean, these are obviously... Um, just based on three rounds, right, and you right. can't really hold too much to it. But, but essentially, his he's hitting he's hitting seventy eight percent, almost eighty percent of the greens in reg. Driving accuracy is up around seventy. These are all kind of his season norms. Right. But the putting is kind of where he's, he's fallen off again. He's uh, just over par, just kind of on the plus side of in the strokes game putting. Where, and where he was well into that. Yeah. Uh, he was like second and fifth, I think, the last two weeks in um, strokes game putting. So. Which which leads me to believe that he took the sticker off the putter, which yeah, I told him right. not to play. That's Adam, right. leave the sticker and the price tag on the putter. All right, uh, Tiger Woods, you know, for the majority of the season – uh, has been the best player on Saturdays on the PGA Tour, coming scoring average, dominated Saturdays, usually playing from behind the eight ball, sometimes starting Saturdays like in a T45 position. T- Thursdays have been an issue. Thursdays have been a monster issue. That's where I was going with this. And all of a sudden, it's his best opening round at a PGA Tour event in over five years. He opens with a 62 on Thursday. Lights the place up. Actually had a bogey. Followed it up with a sloppy Friday, bogeying his last two holes for a round of 70. It looked like it was going to be a 68 in the clubhouse at 10 under, which would have been very solid. Bogeyed the last two holes. The golf course played very different Friday than it did uh, Thursday. Not to give Tiger an out, but it was a much different golf course. Uh, But he's very much in this at five off the pace with two rounds to go. If he can keep this Saturday scoring average in place, Bob, you know, I'm... When it gets this soft, Shoffley, he can't make par and stay in the lead. He's going to have big, heavy hitters coming at him. Tiger Woods is going to be one of them. Let's hear now from Tiger Woods. Uh, very simple. I didn't make any putts today. I hit a lot of beautiful putts that were on top of the edge, and then obviously hit uh, a couple of bad ones on the last hole. But uh, overall, I hit, God, it looked like all the putts were going to go in, but they're just going to go in today. It was more... As soft as the as the golf course was, it, they had a lot of back pins, and we couldn't get back there. Uh, couldn't skip the ball back there, and you don't want to go long. You want to carry it past the hole and skip over the back. And so it was it was a difficult task to try and flight one to get it back there without um, you know hitting over the back. Well, I hit it just as good, and I felt like I putted just as good. Just nothing went in. That's the way it goes. No, I mean that 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 round today was easily six seven under par. Yeah. Um, so again, continuing the ball striking, but didn't get the putt. Could not get the putts to fall. That's kind of been the theme of the year a lot for Tiger. He's back to his old Scotty Cameron, which is interesting. He lit it up with that on Thursday. Interesting. So here's his strokes gained putting on Thursday: two point two one five on the positive, mm-hmm. 
Uh, Friday, minus 3.5. There you go. He's ranked in a field of 70 players right now. He's ranked 55th. Uh, The proof is right there in the numbers. Now, someone who did light it up both days, 63 to open, 64 to follow it up. And I find this story so interesting, Bob, because so often you and I in talk radio, in trying to create stories, trying to create analysis, trying to make, you know, something interesting and forecasting what might happen for two, three weeks, we've been saying, well, Tony Finau, He's got that final spot on the Ryder Cup uh, of Team USA. It's his to win or lose unless. <laughs> what if What if Xander Shoffley or Kevin Kisner win the BMW or win one of the last big events? What if Xander Shoffley, 63-64, here he is, Bob, last year's Rookie of the Year, two-shot lead heading into the weekend over Justin Rose, Hell of a player. This kid had a chance at the Open Championship, if you remember, too. He played in the final group on Sunday with Kevin Kisner. Xander Shoffley, two-shot lead. He spoke with Steve Stans from Golf Channel. With Xander Shoffley, beautifully played. 63-64. How would you compare the two days? Um, well, today was one worse. Uh, yeah, I felt like I, I maybe putted. I made a little more putts today. I don't, don't know the stats off the top of my head, but... Um, Probably gonna go to the range and, and tune up this driver and to, for the weekend. Yeah, the expectations definitely were through the roof after finishing up last year, and um, you know I thought we had a pretty good game plan, and I just haven't executed it properly. And um, you know my team's been, been backing me this whole time. Uh, it's not like I've had a bad year, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like I have just because I haven't won, but um, I've, I feel like I've given myself some good chances, and, and here's another one. You definitely have not had a bad year. Thanks for the time, Xander. Thank you. So this goes away. We'll save this for the next segment because we're going to talk uh, U.S. Ryder Cup in our... When are we going to talk U.S. Ryder We're going to talk it later on an hour or two, actually. So we'll save it. I won't ask you, in your opinion yet, if he wins, does he get that final spot? Is it enough to bump out Fino? Because okay. Fino's been a top-five machine. Sure. I've been grinding this out of my mind all week. Like, I just don't know. He's, if, and he's not exactly... He's not exactly down at the bottom of the rankings. No, they were 68, almost side 64. by each, right? He's tied for 12th right now. Right. They, they were rounds. almost side by each in, in, in the entire year on where <laughs> they were going to fall on this. So we'll get into that later in the show. Justin Rose, who will be a mainstay, he will be one of the leaders of, the, of this Europe team, has had a great year. Probably hasn't won as much as he should, though. He's mm-hmm. hit it so good for so long. We all know it's always about the putter with Justin Rose. He is two back trying to spoil the Xander party. Let's hear from Justin Rose. No bogeys, I guess. You know, there are, there are birdies to be had on this golf course, um, but there are mistakes to be made too. But I, I felt like I played really well today. Drove the ball really well, had a lot of wedges in my hand. I think every hole in the front nine was a birdie look, really. And I, I turned in four under, and I felt that was as, as many as I could have turned in. And uh, it was nice just to keep the momentum going through the back nine. Uh, looked at like looked like making a mistake at number 15, but rolled in a 15-foot par putt there just to you know keep the card clean, which is great, heading into a par five. So I just did all the right things today, kind of kept the momentum going in moments in my round where I felt like I should have been maybe scoring better because of how I was playing. But uh, I think all in all, when you shoot seven under, you've got enough out of the day. 66-63, played well, two off the pace. It goes this way. Xander Shoffley, 13 under. Justin Rose, 11 under, two off the pace. Keegan Bradley, the resurgence of Keegan Bradley continues. 10 under par. Alex Noren, 10 under par. Ricky Fowler coming off injury and a few weeks off, 10 under par. Hideki Matsuyama with really, in my opinion, a lost year for him considering how well well he played over the fall and, and winter and 10 under par. Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas at 9-under with Jason Day, Billy Horschel also 9-under, Charles Hall III, 9-under. 
Tony Finau in there with the group at 8-under alongside Tiger Woods. I say, Bob, watch out for Justin Thomas over the weekend. I think he is going to have a say in this golf tournament before the weekend's over. On the other side, 3-dub, winner's weird and what. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Zacchino Weeks in studio. It is that time, Bob. It is. It is 3-dub. It is winners weird and what? And we're going to switch it up. I was supposed to have the tea this week, but I'm looking for a very... I, spent, I sent Adam Scully on a very sp- uh, specific mission behind the glass to he's, find me some Jason. Ric Flair audio. So <laughs> that's my teaser. So uh, let's start it with you, Bob. Winner's Weird and What, 3-dub, the tea is yours. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark, my winner this week is actually a collection of winners, and it's, it's, it's if you are the head of a uh, golf association in the United States, man, you are a winner. Because Golf Golf World has just released a list of what what the guys who head these things up make. Now they go go back. It goes back to 2016 because that's when they got the uh, lists and the release of the information. All these people, all these are organizations as charitable organizations. Right. These are nonprofits. Can I say that yeah. I'm using finger quotes yes. here? Yes. Um, have to release uh, the salaries of their top earners. So this goes to 2016, and. At that point, Tim Fincham was still running the PGA Tour. Tim Fincham's salary, his compensation, I should say, for 2016, $5.8 million. Oh, my Lord. Jay Monahan, who was then the deputy commissioner, yeah. made $3.6 million. So he's gotten the bump sent somewhere in there. I would imagine so. Pete Bavacqua, who has just resigned as the head of the PGA of America, yeah. $2.2 million. Yeah. Mike Wan, who I must admit I hadn't spent a lot of time with Mike Wan until Regina, and that he's a very impressive man. He's done. I think you know they've had a lot of um, challenges and, and things they've you know had to deal with on a global scale. I think he's done an exceptional job. He's man. not afraid to admit when they've made a mistake, which is more yeah. than a lot of other people have done yeah. in these jobs. But he uh, in 2016 finally crossed into the, as it was put here by Jeff Shackelford, the double comma. The double comma uh, era, so he made one point one million dollars. Oh, good for him. I was worried about that. You know, I was worried he wasn't a millionaire. <laughs> but my buddy and your buddy, this is now. This goes back to twenty fifteen because apparently this organization hasn't been able to quite 
get their uh, their. Oh, we're talking about the USGA. Yes, and your buddy Mike Davis. My buddy, my good friend Mike Davis, who I think is just an exception, <laughs> does an exceptional job. What, what's Mike making? I, you know, in 2015, yeah, Mike had to pull down. He had to had to survive on 940,000. Oh, well, just shy. Yeah. Winner, winner. I hope because you know, I hope by now that Mike Davis is a millionaire by now because <laughs> I, you know, the, the incredible job that organization has done. Uh, growing the game by banning the anchored putter, uh, <laughs> right. making the rules confusing, uh, you know, completely blowing their championships with video replay <laughs> and callers and, and drunken speeches at the end of female championships. Yeah. And, you know, I just think they have done such a good job. I really hope he's a millionaire by now. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. And they're going to, uh, all those are uh, on the internet, interwebby, so you can look up and see. See who's uh, making what. Uh, Golf Magazine every year does <laughs> yes. my weird. They okay. do an anonymous player poll. It's really good. Yes, I love this. Things, right? I missed it. Was that this week? Uh, it's out in the October issue. Oh, okay, so it's just okay. Being released. I and love this. And they're yeah. teasing with a couple of things that are okay. out there. And the one that I thought was uh, was the weird one was that the disruptor disruptive behavior of fans outside the ropes at tournaments costs. 53% of the player of respondents said it has cost them at least one shot in a tournament. Every single week, one player commented. So, in other words, really? more than half of the people who took this poll, these are PGA Tour players, right. said that drunken, yelling, screaming, right. get in the hole, baba booey guys Something. have cost them a shot. Really? The other interesting one was that a, a majority of players said that they believe they, or they have actually witnessed players cheat on the PGA Tour. How much? How? Over, half the, over half the respondents, so more than 50%. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Interesting stuff. So there's a witness poll them there. cheat. Yeah, and I wonder what kind of cheating mm. that is. If it's you know the foot wedge or the well, I mean, uh, like, I imagine well, it's marking balls. Well, I was going to say it's it's closer, a it's right? I mean like it is it's such a broad term, mm-hmm. you know, like m- putting a golf ball down in a different spot by a, a quarter of an inch on a marker the versus joy issue. You're right versus a foot wedge versus something that yeah, I don't think there's any foot wedges or gimmies exactly being or, anything like or that, in but, something intentional but yeah. I want I'd love to dig into that further because you know we've heard the stories over the years about sure. three or four names that would be very recognizable to our listeners yep. that have been called out for like blatant most of, the, most of the time, you know, the uh, the retribution takes place in the locker room. The guys yes. get shunned and things like that. Yes. I was in the, at a Champions Tour event in Windsor a number of years ago that we did on air. And the guy's name was, I think his name was Joe Morgan. Not Joe Morgan. It was, a, it was an older professional. Anyway, he was en route for a 59. It was an early round. We went out to follow him. And on the, he, ha, he left one putt right on the lip. And he went to swat it in. And he missed, completely whiffed, and then knocked it in. And he said, oh, I was just fooling around there. But all oh. the guys knew, and there was, and, and I heard at the next event he was sitting by himself at lunch, and nobody would sit with him, so sure. he kind of got shunned. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my what? The, my no, my winner's weird and what? Yes, yes, my what, what this week? Sorry, what? is what a situation Jordan Spieth finds himself in? Now I was teasing oh, this. This is to interesting because I have a, a follow up to this. Okay, yes. so Jordan Spieth is on the outside right now of not making it right. into the Tour Championship. Right. If he does not make it, he will not get his twenty-five events in. And he did not add a new event. He did not play 25 last year, so by, by he had to do one of two things this year. He had to either add a new event that he has not played in the last four years, or he had which to he play 25 events. Right, which he did not. Which I'm assuming he just figured, well, I'll be in the Tour Championship. Yes. But if he's not, he will become the first player to break that rule. So what happens? So the, the, uh, the 
Discipline is a $20,000 fine, which is him as a drop in the bucket, or possible suspension. Now, they don't really know what, I don't know what suspension means, if it means one event, one month, what it means, but he is going to be the first player to break this rule if he doesn't get to uh, to the Tour Championship, and we'll see what happens. Bob, it's an interesting situation we to be are in. talking about, and I'm a PGA Tour guy, and I love the PGA Tour, and I, overall I think they do a brilliant job. The one place that I would not support them on where I think they can do a much better job is when it comes to seriously dealing with these types of scenarios, yeah. like we have not handed out a slow play penalty in 30 years. So we're talking about an organization that have watched guys completely bring a professional golf tournament and broadcast to a screeching halt and have never handed out a slow play penalty. I think I, somehow this is going to, if he doesn't make it to the Tour Championship, which I'll get to in my winner's weird and what, I, I, do, I don't think we're going to see a bloody thing here. I think maybe there's a $20,000 fine that doesn't get... He'll do some charitable thing yeah, or something. I don't think or, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Robert. The tea is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, my winner this week, and I got to be honest with you, I was struggling for a winner this week. I you was were. poking Came around. In late, though. Yeah, usually nothing, you know, usually my winner comes to me like right away. But that's my winner, you know, and I'm waiting to get here in the studio in the morning because I've got my winner and I, I'm pumped about it. This week I was like, <laughs> after the Brook thing, nothing feels like a winner. That was like the highlight, and then <laughs> now everything else, you got to really wow me now, right? <laughs> But I found this, and I found it late. I actually forgot about it. And uh, thank you, boys, for finding the audio. Maurice Allen won the Long Drive, uh, World it. Long Drive. It was great. Was it great? I didn't see it. But what I did see was social media afterwards. He was doing full-blown Ric Flair all week, Maurice Allen. So we've got some audio of one of his Ric Flair uh, rants. Uh, so let, let's run that. Let's go. Somebody asked me before how I feel, so I guess the best thing I can tell you is you talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond-ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheel-a-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son-of-a-gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Now give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! How good is that? Woo! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Our long-drive world champ. Is a Ric Flair fan, oh, so there beautiful. you go. That is my winner this week because uh, anytime you can bust into Ric Flair quotes, uh, it's a good day. My weird this week, Bob. Did you see this? Bryce. Okay, we all know that Bryson DeChambeau is a different cat. Okay, sure. he's a yeah. smart guy. His brain works in a different way. We all know that. He's got this whole game of golf broken down into into a science. But when he was asked about burnout and fatigue recently, and the reason he was asked this is that you know he put a full court press on. To get to, to get these wins in the bank, because he wanted to be a part of that Ryder Cup team, he's going hard to the hoop. He's got to run through the finish line. Like, will you have anything left by the time we get to Paris, mm. basically? And he thanked his team because they are monitoring his brain waves through EEG. Of course, they are. <laughs> Swear to God, they've got him hooked onto the EEG like device where it's got like the pads, and they and they put it on his like his temples. And they're and they're monitoring his brain waves and actually reading these. He goes, and we can do this before a round, we can do it during a practice round, we can do it after a round, we can do it while I practice, and they can catch his brain waves. And through those brain waves and that activity, they can read what his mental fatigue level is at. And and at that point they decide, 
okay, you need to shut her down. You need to rest. Put the clubs down. Go do something else. Unbelievable. Think about this. Like, I know he's also next week going to go, he's going to spend the week in Colorado doing oxygen depletion, which is kind of like, you know, when the marathon runners from Kenya train at elevation. Right. And it's supposed to improve when they come back down. It's right. supposed to improve all their VO2 max and all that kind of right. stuff. But so so this guy is, like, he, if you think he's out there, he's further out there. He's further than you think. Yeah. Exactly. And this we get more and more. And, 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 Take this one step further. Could you imagine what they would pick up on my brain after a round of golf with this thing? <laughs> like the putter, give me just a 34-inch standard putter and then let me go. I think the machine you, would start smoking. You can go on. You're right. I think that thing. Whoosh, God. All right. And by what this week? Uh, to pick up on your Jordan Spieth and, and, and the situation he's in. But the fact that we are here. And what if he doesn't make the Tour Championship? We're talking about one of the top stars in the entire game. We're talking about a player that has done things before the age of 25 that only Woods and Nicholas have done. This is the kind of guy, This is he is in that rarefied air with some of his, his major accomplishments prior age 25. No one can touch him except Woods and, Mikkel, and, and Nicholas. Excuse me. And here we are on the verge of him missing the Tour Championship for the first time ever in his career. He's been there for the first five years of his career. He's a FedEx Cup champion. He's been in the Tour Championship every single year. Last, uh, Go back a year ago to the Open Championship, a year and a bit ago, and that, that performance over the last four or five holes to rip the jug from Matt Kuchar. Could you imagine, Bob, that that was the last? Though here we are, and he amazing. hasn't won. Isn't that amazing? Like, isn't it? We would lose a fortune sure. on that bet. Sure, you know, it's similar to this. I'll put it in perspective right now. Before we're running late, we got to go to break. But I'll put it in perspective for you. If I were to say to you right now that 14 months from now, Brooke Henderson will not have another win. Yeah, you tell me I was crazy. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. After Jordan Spieth won that Open Championship, his third major championship, multiple wins on the PGA Tour, a season where he won five times a couple of years ago, dominating, like, not not going to win it's for crazy. 14 months, Just Bob. Crazy. crazy stuff. I don't understand the sport. I it, Actually, it, it, it's a horrible sport. I wasn't, <laughs> It's a horrible sport. Golf is for people who enjoy hours and hours and hours of dedication to possibly, possibly improve 1%. And, right. and, and also the, the opportunity to get way worse. There you go. Sick. We are sick, twisted individuals. All right. On the other side, I'm going to take some oxi- oxygen. Bob's going to read my brainwaves, and we'll be right back. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we wind down hour one. Still lots to get to. Bob and I are going to... 
get into these Ryder Cup teams as we are only a few weeks away from Paris and we have 23 of 24 players known. We will dive into the U.S. team, the Euro team. A little Scully time. I'm sure Scully has a few Ryder Cup opinions that he'd like to get off his chest as well. We'll update you on all leaderboards in the world of golf. There's tons to get to. Uh, Skulls, uh, we uh, asked our Twitter universe, uh, NFL season starting. Weeksy here has no affiliation to a team. Uh, we threw out a Twitter poll. We've got it kind of all over the board. I see we got some Cowboys, we got some Steelers, we got some 49ers, and our own Andy McNamara here on TSN 1050, who's a monster Browns fan, is trying to pull, uh, <laughs> pull Bob to Browns Nation here and their, uh, their three win campaign this year. Yeah, 159 votes so far. Wow. Ah, and it's been 35 pe- minutes. Well, people are passionate about uh, who, who you're going to cheer oh, for. People okay. are passionate about helping Bob. Yes. Choose what's what's the what's my in the of the voting? What how's it going though? So we have 17% saying the Patriots right now. Okay. 13% Cowboys, 12% 49ers, and 58% other, other. So it's we have no leader. Is so what we're saying, yeah. Here. So so we got the Browns. Yeah, uh, lots of Browns mentioned. Steelers. Right. Um, Steve Richardson chimes in, says, "Go pack, go." Mm, so another team. Yeah, mm. yeah. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best so quarterbacks. So if you ever. had to say right now, if the Browns had been on our list of votes, oh, man. they would be winning. So right now, I, Bob is going to be the mistake by the lake. Is wow. that what we're saying? Is wow. he going to be the 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 house that that nothing built? <laughs> Yes, it, well, well it's, it's actually just changed that the Patriots are down to 16% and others now 59%. Yeah, I think oh. I think the good news is this. Andy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Here's the good news, Bob. When the Browns are getting smoked after the first half, you can go next door and see the uh, World uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. That's right. It's right you, got, you have options. I was there. Yes, that's right. so you have options. <laughs> I was there in the early 90s, like mid-90s, uh, in the early stages of the World uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after the U2 Octung Baby. World Tour in 92, and they had a great U2 display. It was fantastic. And I thought, well, you know, if I was a Browns fan, you just uh, see yeah, the first half, enjoy a beer. Did you say 1992? I think, it was, no, I think I was there in 95, 96. The tour was 92. I was going to say 92 is a great year. You know why? Why? That was the year I was born. Was oh. it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was at the tour, so it doesn't help anymore. While you were at the uh, Electric Dance Music Festivals in 92, I was like like 20 rows from the stage for Off Tongue Baby. You want to know where? Exhibition Stadium. There you go. All right. <laughs> Ex- do you even know what Exhibition Stadium I do. is? Of All right. Okay. All right. I was standing there at Exhibition Stadium for Bono Octung Baby back in his I'm going to save the world days. So there you go. All right. That does it. So Bob right now is a Browns fan. If you want to save Bob Weeks, <laughs> please, then please save him and get on Twitter and vote another way. Vote Steelers. Vote 49ers. Vote Patriots. Vote Packers. Vikings. There's so many teams. Eagles. What are you doing? Do not send Bob to Cleveland. <laughs> Do not send Bob to Cleveland. He's too good a guy. He works too hard. Don't send him to Cleveland. <laughs> On the other side, we will talk Ryder Cup. Lots of Ryder Cup. Scully, are we going Ryder Cup with you and Scully time? Is that what's on Scully's brain? 
Definitely. We got some Ryder Cup, some Tiger. I, I watched all 36 of his holes for SportsCenter, so ah. I, I, I can talk a lot of Tiger. So you guys are actually like in a relationship almost at this point. <laughs> you know, I, I am actually I, I am actually GC Tiger Tracker. Yeah, that, that's actually GC, me. That's you. Yes. <laughs> all right, Scully time. We're doing Euro and Tiger. Lots of Ryder Cup in Hour 2. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't get us Hour 2, flip to the TSN app, iHeartRadio. You can always get Hour 2 if you're not in a market that doesn't have the second hour of GTC. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada Hour 2. As we will jump into all things Ryder Cup in this hour, because there was a lot of Ryder Cup action this week that we had not had a chance to dive into. Uh, before we do, Bob, uh, weather is not looking good uh, in Philadelphia for the uh, BMW. No, they're going to delay. The earliest they're going to tee it up is going to be 11 a.m. Eastern time here. So there's still a couple more hours before they get going. And it could be longer. We'll, we'll see what happens. But good, it's not a good day out there. Not a good day. The good news is in a field this small, um, you know, we're already to the weekend. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be too hard to play, play catch up. Assuming Sunday, uh, the forecast looks better. All right. U.S. Ryder Cup uh, action went down this week, as did Europe. We will start with this U.S. Ryder Cup team. Uh, they have 11 of their 12 players. <laughs> and 11 uh, of their 12 captains. And ele- like. Yeah, we couldn't be shocked at the captains. So uh, the picks went uh, as follows, as basically we have been telling you for several weeks that the picks were going to be, well, for several months we've been telling you that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods would be selected this team. They were. And then Bryson DeChambeau, after what he has done in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and considering that he was ninth in the standings as well, like he almost qualified on his own merit, and then mm-hmm. he goes out and wins the first two playoff events, it was a slam dunk that Bryson, Phil Mickelson, and Tiger Woods would join Bubba Watson, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth awaiting one other name. Bob, uh, just the thoughts on this team before we talk about that one other name. The thing that's, you know, Europe is a strong team. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be the home team. We're going to get into them next. But with the exception of Jordan Spieth, this team, and maybe Phil Mickelson, although he did post a good little final round there at the Northern Trust, but the exception of Jordan Spieth and maybe Phil Mickelson, but I'll, I'll reserve that one and think that Phil will find a gear when they need him to. This, you're talking about players that not only have dominated this year, but players that are still playing well. Well, we saw what they did in the Ryder Cup two years ago, and this is the basically the bones of this of this team. We saw what they did in the Presidents Cup last year, 
playing so well. But, you know, these things you can just never, ever tell what's going to happen when you get into match play, when you get into certain situations. But it's hard not to like this team. And it's hard not to even just – you could just look here and easily pick the partnerships, I think. I, well, I mean, that's where I was going to go with you. This, like, are, so are we sold that Woods and, and DeChambeau are probably going to find some team action together? I think Woods and DeChambeau. I think Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka yep. are a match. Yep. I think Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed. You not cannot break, break up. them up at all. I think you're going to put uh, probably going to put uh, Webb Simpson and Bubba Watson together. Yep, and that leaves Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas, right? So or no, Web- oh, sorry, Phil and Ricky. Phil, Phil and Ricky. Phil and Ricky. And Justin and a player to be named later. And a player to be named later, right? And and Justin's so good through the bag and yeah. hits it so good from everywhere. Like puts it in the fair. You can put him with anybody. Sure, he doesn't need any because he's 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 a machine out there. He's a technician out there. Where Phil. You know, Phil's going to need a guy who does put it in the fairway, who does, you know, is a little bit more reliable. Right. Uh, and and Ricky Fowler is certainly that all-around guy. Uh, Webb Simpson and, and Bubba Watson, we'll just call that Team G-O-D. Uh, we <laughs> okay. go Team G-O-D. They can just thank the Lord. Spieth, uh, and Ra- Spieth and Reed, you know, you never would have thought those those guys would mesh together. But, the, boy, have they ever been really good. And, he, like, two Ryder Cups ago is when we saw Pat, Patrick Reed was, like, who are we going to pair this guy with? Right. And Spieth came right in there and just jumped right on it, right? And I think that... Having a guy like Reed who is uh, got some friction and got some, eh, I think it's going to maybe help Jordan get out of this funk that he's in. This is where the entire U.S. cheering section, whether they be fans or wherever you are in the world, this is where you flip over from, boy, Patrick Reed is an annoying guy to, yes, Patrick yeah, Reed. The right? once every once a year in international competition, whether it, it be Ryder Cup, or, or he's now you know Captain Canada. I mean Captain Canada, Cam, Captain U.S. <laughs> Jim Furyk, speaking of captains, added Dave Duvall and Zach Johnson, and now we believe Matt Kuchar. Now, there wasn't even an announcement made on Matt Kuchar. You and I go to the U.S. Ryder Cup website this morning, and in the captains, which are all we're already five deep, now Matt Kuchar's name. So the captains are Jim Furyk, captain, and the vice captains of Dave Duvall and Zach Johnson recently added Steve Stricker, Davis Love III, who have been there for a while. Now Matt Kuchar, so I guess we're assuming that Matt Kuchar's been told that he's he has not just, in the... I did find it in there, but let's, but okay. this is one of the interesting stories I read last night was about how David Duvall ended up as a vice captain because he's basically making his living these days as an analyst. Yes, he for NBC. He would thought he would have had a role as an analyst, yeah. but I'm assuming this would take precedence over that. So uh, do you remember two years ago in Hazeltine, there was a bit of a dust-up on the air between Duvall and Shambly. Shambly was saying that the U.S. team didn't have any leadership yes. and didn't think it was all that great. And David Duvall took him, took him to took task. A, took, yeah, took him to task with that. They had a big argument on the air. Yes, I recall this. And, and, the, and uh, I guess at that point, I think Davis Love was captaining. So he, all the players saw this. Right. David Duvall was sticking up saying, look, it's a lot more than just stats. I've been out there. I know what goes on. Right. You don't. And they went at it. Oh, good Davis Love called David Duvall in and said, hey, would you mind talking to our team tonight? Just come into the team room. So he did. And he went on and awesome. talked about it, went on from there. And, every, and he went, spent, basically spent every night in the team room from that point on. How, come, how was this story invitation. buried for two years? I know, years. it's amazing. And now, now David Duvall, is, uh, he went to dinner with Jim Furyk at, uh, at Wyndham. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. And uh, came out as a, an came assistant out as a captain, captain. captain. And, and uh, I think... I think if you look at these guys here, the the whole reason that the U.S. team has been sort of improving their play, not only just because the guys are good, but it's because they now have this legacy thing with guys moving up the ranks as being captains, right? So Jim Furyk was an assistant captain. Matt Kuchar is obviously in the running. Zach Johnson is obviously in the running. Steve Stricker is probably going to be the next Ryder Cup captain, I would think. David Duvall is the legacy guy who can say, well, this is what we did when we were doing it. Right. 
So you can see where they're grooming guys. It, it makes a lot of sense. The system's worked the last couple of years in international competition for the last Ryder Cup and President's Cup, uh, although they always do well the President's Cup. But the, but the system, they feel confident. And we'll see if it works for the first time on foreign soil. Because foreign soil is a different animal, as you, as you are well aware, Bob, and most people who are fans of the Ryder Cup, uh, it is aware. Okay, let's get to the, the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is... Right now, Tony Finau has this last spot. He has been a top five machine. The Taylor has his measurements. They, they do. They do. The Taylor has his measurements. Okay. They got the Finau jacket almost almost stitched, right? And rightfully so. Has he won? No. Okay. In 2019? No. Sorry, 2018? I'm skipping years. Of course he hasn't won 2019. <laughs> if he has, that's really impressive. Uh, but... Performing well on a big stage, man. Look at what he did in the majors this year. Look at what he's doing in the playoffs. He just—he's a top five machine. He's steady, Eddie. He hits it a mile, which can always help in match play, making birdies and and dominating with your driver, alternate shot. If Xander Shoffley wins, and you're Jim Furyk, what does that put Shoffley over the hump? Is it enough to knock out Fino at this point? It's so close in my mind. It is. It's so tough. I mean, Fino was in the top ten in three of the first four majors. The first two FedEx Cup playoff events, he goes second and tied for fourth. I mean, is there a difference between winning and 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 not? You know, if Shoffley wins, is that the edge that he needs? The only reason I okay, let me pose it one more time because maybe the way I pose this question to you might might alter your decision. It might not. Does winning mean more than the second or the fourth? Does winning when you know you have to win to be considered mean more? Yeah, it's that's like Xander teed it up this week thinking if I don't win this golf tournament, I have no chance of being on the Ryder Cup team. I think if I'm Jim Furyk, whoa, I'm going to look at lost my headphones there. I'm going to look at the Past performance of the guys coming in. This this pick was left this late because you want a hot guy. It's the Billy Horschel pick. It's the right? Billy Horschel rule, yeah. And so it's there for somebody who to to win something. But I still think I still think you look back and you see where Tony Finau has been playing so good. Mm-hmm. And you look at Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley has gone since the tied for second at the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. He's gone 68th, tied for 35th, miscut, tied for 49th. Right. I think I would still lean towards Tony Finau, even if Shoffley wins, as long as Finau is, say, top 10 at this this week. I'll put it this way. If Shoffley doesn't win, then this is a slam-dunk no-brainer pick for Jim yes. Furyk. By the way, his first three picks were slam-dunk no-brainer picks for right. Jim Furyk. So as a captain in terms of picks, to this point... Furyk's had it exceptionally easy compared to Thomas Bjorn. <laughs> like, it's a joke what Furyk's had to do in terms of what direction we're going in compared to Bjorn. However, if Shoffley wins this week, I think Fjork's in a no-win situation. I think he's in a much harder position on this final pick than anything we've seen to date from either side because you're either leaving Fino off, you're either going to leave Fino off the team who's been a top 10, top 5 machine in big events this year, a popular guy, a dominating guy with his driver, or you're leaving last year's Rookie of the Year off the team who just won when he was told you have to win to be considered. You're, you cannot win. If Shoffley wins, you can't win with the final pick. If Shoffley loses, 
then you're coasting through the finish line just like you did on the first three. It, it might come down to something that we don't know about, some intangibles, something that goes on in the locker room or the hey, player room. Shoffley has a good guacamole recipe that nobody maybe, knows you know, about. It might come right? down to something. He might as, be the better that. ping pong player. Bob. <laughs> That's right. He might do team laundry. <laughs> See, there are things we don't know. Anyway, maybe Duvall does team laundry, and that's why he was visiting the room could every be. night. You see, maybe he's got the bounce sheets. That's it. That's the that's everything. <laughs> that that extra bounce sheet is everything. All right. On the other side, we're to jump into Team Europe because, from my standpoint, Bob Jim Furyk has had the, the basically the last month off when it comes to cap, yep. Yep. compared to Bjorn. Thomas Bjorn, like man, there was not a lot of good directions. There was only how do I build a case. For this guy, yeah, exactly. as opposed to give me that guy. Uh, his team is set. They've got all 12. We'll jump into Europe next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC Zakino Weeks. We're full blown in the Ryder Cup talk uh, now here in hour two of Golf Talk Canada. And as much as Jim Furyk to date, and and let's let me be straight. Once we get to Paris, Jim Furyk will not be coasting. When when we get to Paris, he's going to have a, a much more difficult job on his hands than than what the home captain has uh, of of Thomas Bjorn. Now mind you the home captain does have some decisions to make in terms of golf course setup and things of that nature that the away captain does not uh, but these are advantages that you're working on not disadvantages of hostile crowds and 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 just keeping your guys cool calm collected etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's also maybe, although this year I would say U.S. Uh, for the first time in a long time, the last couple of years has some natural pairings that Europe has always had and the U.S. hasn't. Mm-hmm. And now U.S. has those natural pairings. But the flip side of this has always been Thomas Bjorn and how difficult his selections were. And I think, Bob, like I don't, I am not arguing or disagreeing with Thomas Bjorn's picks, but I just, they're just, they're hard to justify some of them. So let's go through them. Uh, his four picks were Paul Casey, who has won this year on the PGA Tour and been very open about being wanting to come back and be a European player and be part of this Ryder Cup team. I actually like the Paul Casey pick. I, I'm a supporter of that. Yep. Ian Poulter. No-brainer. Also a winner this year on a PGA Tour at the Houston Open. Has played well all year, played well in the majors. We know what he's done in, the, in his Ryder Cup career. No-brainer again. Also supporter of this pick. I think uh, Casey and Poulter were the, were, were the slam dunk dunk picks of choice. Here's where it gets fuzzy for me. Sergio Garcia, who obviously won the Masters uh, in, in 2017, but has gone lost in, in the wilderness. He is, he is uh, lost in a witness protection program this year. <laughs> he has not had a top 10 in a stroke event on the PGA Tour. A top 10, Bob. In a stroke play event on the PGA Tour since February. He becomes the first player 
to, I think, play in the Ryder Cup having missed the cut in all four majors. Thank you. So he misses the cut in all four majors. He doesn't have a top 10 since February. Uh, Every opportunity he's had to perform at a big stage this year, he has not done so. He's made the cut since he finished tied for ninth at the uh, Dell Technologies match play. Yes. He's made the cut in three events and missed the cut in eight. There you go. And that's the match play. Look before (laughs) that to stroke play. You got to go further back to find a stroke play top 10. Well, actually, no. He finished fourth at Valspar. That's, so, he, so that's his first. So that's early March. So, so March, early March, since March, since, since March, March, he has not done anything. There you go. There you go. Um, so Sergio Garcia, and even in Thomas Bjorn's press conference, he said, "I am picking Sergio for the things you can't see." He mm-hmm. even said it. Yeah. He said, "I'm picking him on what he means to this team, the heartbeat of the locker room, what the what this event means to him." Thomas Bjorn basically came out and said, "Like." If this wasn't Sergio Garcia, if we're talking about Joe Smith and the season he had. He's he was said he was absolutely gutted when he had to call Rafa Cabrera Bello and tell him he wasn't on the team. And that's the bigger thing, I think, well, almost is who you left off. Well, but, and that's what I was gonna say. So Sergio yeah. there, and then T- Henrik Stenson, who is one of the best ball strikers in the world, but has been hurt for the last few months and has tumbled down the points list, tumbled down the FedEx Cup, tumbled down the official world golf ranking, heading violently in the other direction. Okay? So your last two picks, you went with guys. You took two guys with your last two picks that you really pick on past performance that are tumbling in the wrong direction. And here's where I'm going with this, Bob. And this is what I'm saying. Rafa Cabrera-Bello is 10th on the race to Dubai standings. Also had a, a decent year of FedEx Cup. Russell Knox, 8th. 8th on the race, race to Dubai. And is your current Irish Open champion that he won two weeks before the Open Championship. So you left a recent winner... And you left two guys inside your FedEx Cup standings. Your FedEx Cup standings being your race to Dubai standings. You could make an argument to leave one of them off. So you could take Cabrera Bale or you could take Knox and bring Sergio. But to leave both of them off for veteran savvy, what does this say to you? I'll tell you one more guy who should have been on this team. Okay. The guy who with the who is playing the best golf, most consistent good golf on the European team who was not already there hmm. is Thomas Peters. Yes. What did Thomas Peters do in Hazeltine? Four, zero, oh, and one. Right. As I remember that. So I mean, there's all sorts of ways you could have sliced and diced this, and there's no easy way. And I mean, maybe, maybe what Thomas Bjorn did was said, uh, "Look at that team on the other side with those American guys. You know what? We're going to get crushed anyway. Let's have some fun. I'm going to bring my buddies along." <laughs> I mean, I'm just joking, but yeah, but I know what you're saying. But well, it's so hard to. I mean, maybe these guys will prove them prove them written. The other thing we're not looking at is the guys who made it already. Well, then five of them. Yes, we were going to go there. Go ahead, Bob. I was going to say five of them are there for the first time. Uh, well, that was my question to you: was was the Sergio pick and the Stenson pick, and to that degree, the Casey and Poulter pick? But 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 uh, even though they are more deserving, are these picks more a reaction of who I have that is qualified? I need guys that have been in this room before, and I don't have many of them. And, and I think you also look at the fact that this is not stroke play. This is match play, that you don't have to play 18 great holes. Mm-hmm. And if you get the partnerships right, Sergio Garcia has had some really good rounds. He shot 67 the first round at Glen Abbey in the Canadian Open, mm-hmm. just followed up with a 74 to miss the cut. So you can see there are sprinkles of brilliance with both these guys. And Stenson now says he's healthy. I mean, we'll see. He misses. Henson sat out. A, Stenson sat out a couple of tournaments just to try and uh, get himself ready for the Ryder Cup. So you can see what this means to these guys. So maybe they rise 
to this uh, to this some sort of level of, of great play that we haven't seen for a while, just because it is simply the Ryder Cup. Do you see some natural pairings here that will that that jump out at you? Uh, Sergio and Rom is is that is is that stamped? So. You think there as our so. Spanish duo? Uh, obviously, Poulter back in the mix wasn't there the last time around. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, St. George's Cross on this. Uh, I, I could see Casey and Poulter as a team. I yeah. could see Fleetwood, Tommy Fleetwood, and Terrell Hatton as a team, perhaps. So then you got Olsen, Norin, Molinari, and, and uh, McElroy, and maybe Molinari is the guy you put with McElroy. Uh, I mean, Molinari is a guy who doesn't miss a fairway. Right. So I mean, there's some some good good combinations here, and Justin Rose is the guy who's going to have to step up and be the leader here. Well, it's it's just interesting too because you know usually there is a great blend of a bunch of different countries representing Team Europe, especially since they put in the you know, the uh, Jack Nicholas rule in, I think it was 82, the first time the Continental Europe yeah. got involved with the Ryder Cup. Uh, but we are heavy, especially including Rory, Rory obviously from Northern Ireland, technically the, the English flag. Mm-hmm. If you include Rory, we've got one, two, three, four, five Six members of this team that are playing under the English flag. That's half the team is Team England here. Sure. Wow, why not? Uh, so, we'll, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, interesting. I'm curious to see who Molinari plays with, Bob. I am too. It'll be, I mean, I think there's some. You can put him with almost anything because he's steady Eddie, right? right? He's down the middle on the yeah. green. Put so. him with a wild long hitter like a Norin, maybe. Who knows? Could have put him with a long hitter like a Thomas Peters. Yeah, that's anyway. right. We'll see. It's easy to second guess. The one thing they do have is they have the advantage of the home crowd, the course setup. Uh, it's hard to get it done uh, when you're the traveling team in the Ryder Cup. It is hard to get it done. But the U.S. has that tie factor in their pocket. They can leave on the tie or the you know the, yeah. they, they need less points to retain. Exactly. They need less points to retain. Europe needs to outright win. Going to be fun to watch. We're only a few weeks away in Paris, and uh, obviously there'll be a lot more Ryder Cup talk coming. And, you know, speaking of Duvall, just before we go to break here, Duvall kind of getting out of the analyst chair, into the vice captain's captain's chair, etc. I got to expect this is more than likely Johnny Miller's last Ryder Cup. I'd be shocked if we heard Johnny Miller's voice again on a Ryder Cup. I think you'd be shocked if you heard him passed next year as an analyst, period. I think lots of talk about him. Yeah, waste management is targeted. And I hear the guy who might step in there, the guy they're looking at might be uh, Davis Love. Yes, I've heard that as well. And we haven't heard, we've seen Love cameo in that chair a couple times, but not more. We've seen way more David Duvall. We've seen way more uh, um, uh, Justin Leonard. We've seen, um, for that matter, we've seen Brandel Chambly in that chair a few times, right? We've seen a lot of guys in that chair. And the guy I've heard they're they're going to tap maybe is Davis Love, which is interesting because he has not been in that chair much. No. So, but he's good when he's there. Yeah. I thought you and I, three man booth. (laughs) Me, okay. you, and Dan Hicks, I okay. thought. Okay. Yeah, that'd be perfect. All right, that would fly. All right, on the other side, Adam Scully will get into his bromance with Tiger Woods. We'll get into Bob Weeks' uh, NFL team of choice. And we will jump into, as well, his Ryder Cup thoughts. Does Scully agree? Does he think they went too much of what did you do for me uh, in the past as opposed to what did you do for me lately from a Thomas Bjorn perspective? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we try to make sense of some of these Ryder Cup picks. And Bob and I scratching our head a little on some of these Euro directions late in the selection. But again, I, you know, understanding that you need veteran leadership in the dressing room with a lot of rookies in there from the Thomas Bjorn side. But welcoming into the studio now, master producer himself, Adam Scully, who, by the way, will be hosting Golf Talk Canada next week as Bob and I are both on the road. Both <laughs> uh, doing away a non-work. Vacation. Yeah, we're both on vacation the same week. My vacation starts at 10.01. Ooh. There you go. Bob, you're going north to do some fishing with the family, right? Uh, My son and I are going to go up to uh, Andy Myers Lodge. Shout out to Andy Myers Lodge up in beautiful Eagle Lake, which is halfway between Thunder Bay and Winnipeg, and we're going to be on the hunt for muskies. Right, there you go. And Mrs. Golf Talk Canada and I are celebrating one of her, uh, I guess, milestone birthdays, which we will not say on the air because I would like to talk to her for the rest of the day. Uh, and we're going to go to Ireland. She's never been to Ireland. Very nice. And I, guys, have never been to Ireland without my golf clubs. Oh, excellent. Oh, this is going to be fun. Wow. Yeah, going to do the Ireland thing without the golf clubs, so we're looking for them. So I'll, I will do that this week. So Adam Scully in this chair next week with cameo appearances from Bob Weeks. Yes. Marcus Keel and... Jamie Rydal, also going to pop in, right? We'll have live uh, fishing analysis. Yes. We'll hear about the uh, the Guinness in Ireland. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. In fact, by, you got to remember, yes. I'm, yes. I'm yes. five hours ahead of you guys. That's right. So oh, when oh I call boy. in oh at boy. like 9.30 a.m. That's, that's Toronto, trouble. Yeah. I that's trouble. And another thing. And another thing about Shambly. And Mike Davis. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Thanks for calling in. All right, Skulls. Let, let's break down this Ryder Cup thing. Uh, let me start U.S. with you. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start U.S. because I know you got an angle on Sergio, but let me start U.S. Because the big question Bob and I, I think, we're grinding out this morning, and I still don't have a decision on this. And personally, if, if Xander Shoffley wins this week, I don't think that Jim Furyk can win with this final pick. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing Furyk wants is Shoffley to win. I, I know it's a horrible thing to say, but I think if Shoffley doesn't win, he knows that it's to- Tony Fino and there's, there's no conversation. Mm-hmm. If Shoffley wins... He's got to leave one of these guys off the team. And you know what the golfing public are like. They're going to point at, half of them are going to point at him and goes, no, you should have taken Fino, or no, you should have taken Shoffley. If Shoffley wins in your mind, does he does he deserve that final pick? Or does Tony Fino, based on what he's done so far, and played beautifully, by the way, in the FedEx Cup uh, playoffs already, has he done enough? Well, I got to say, this rule was made to pick the hottest player. Mm-hmm. And body of work, Tony Finau is the pick, whether Shoffley wins by seven or doesn't win at all, I think, personally. In the FedEx Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. he's played 10 rounds. All 10 have been in the 60s, mm-hmm. including a 64 yesterday. Right. Since the RBC Canadian Open, 19 of his 22 rounds have been in the 60s. Right. Plus, he also made 10 birdies playing with Jim Furyk at the PGA yeah. Championship. Right. He also made a bunch of others. Look what I can do. But still, 10 yeah. birdies, especially in a match play format, that is the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. The more birdies, the better. Tony Finau is the pick. No uh, you know, I kind of agree with both of you, too, and I know both of you lean that way. I, I, I feel bad for Xander because he's, you know, it's a big deal. If you can go into an event saying, I have to win this, and you do it, that says a lot mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad leaving him off, but I'm the same way. I would still go Tony, and and also based on the fact as to what you have outlined, without a victory, think about this, guys, without a victory, 
in a season where we have seen guys win three times. We have four players with three victories this mm-hmm. year, okay? Without a victory, Tony Finau is projected fourth in the FedEx Cup. And the top five control your destiny at Eastlake. So he's going to control his own destiny at Eastlake for the FedEx Cup. And he hasn't won. <laughs> so if you want to talk about playing well, that, that kind of says a lot right mm-hmm. there. The other thing about him is he is the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And no, no, no! You're the nicest. <laughs> well, Hold, okay. on a <laughs> Hold on, Hold on, we, you Thanks know, and you're that, a Browns but, fan, by the but way. But I mean, I haven't officially it. announced it yet. You're also you could a Browns. pair him with a with a dog, and and you'd probably win, and you probably have a good partnership because he you could pair him with anybody. Yeah, any type yeah, of guy. He is a super nice mm-hmm. guy. You're mm-hmm. right. I, you know, and, and and you know what? I think maybe a lot of that had to do with some of these picks. Again, the heartbeat of the Ryder Cup team. You heard things like that out of. Bjorn's mouth when he spoke of Sergio. Everybody thinks uh, Henrik Stenson has that that kind of you know very uh, dry sense of humor. He's known mm-hmm. as a funny guy. Maybe sure. that came into this as well. You have an angle on Sergio. You have an angle on the European team as well, Scully. Do you agree with Bob and I though that it was that you know like to leave both of those guys inside the top ten on on the race to Dubai like, to leave one of them off, but both of them? Yeah, I mean you know five rookies. Uh, That's so you're going that, that, that plays yeah. a big route. Um, we were in an email email chain on on Tuesday night and I I did properly choose all four of the captains. I know you I just want to say I know. personally. I know. But, uh, um, but in any case, um, my Sergio take, yes, he's been brutal on the PGA tour, but his his uh, his best finish in the last 5 months mm-hmm. was a T8 at the same golf course that French this Open tournament's going right. on at the French Open. So, that's something, I guess. But mm. uh, and you know what's the other thing, too? I got to tell you this, but before we get off topic here, just before okay. I remind, you know, I, the quality of the golf courses that were, like this golf course, like Justin Thomas played four rounds of golf at this golf course. Now, I don't know a lot about it, so I'm hoping I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I'm hoping I, I I enjoy it, and I see value in the setup, especially in a match play. You can do different things with short par fours, et cetera, et cetera. He had seven yeah. drivers in four days at this tournament on European Tour. Seven drivers over four days. So I hope, I hope I am my initial thought of this venue to host such a great event is is off because we've been to some really good spots r- recently, right? Yeah, I'm sure though because it is match play, you'll see players a little more aggressive. Like DJ and Kepka are going to hit driver sure. whether Different it's strategies. whether it's 450 or 350. Right. John Rahm, you know, right. he's the same way. And I'm hoping, and that's what I'm hoping. To. Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. So Sergio, yeah, I, I like Sergio, uh, Paul Casey for the you know experience as well. Um, you know, one at Valspar, maybe a bit of a quieter summer. Um, the Rose Stenson. Partnership has been a pretty clutch one for the it's Europeans. Been more in the past. go back to that, you would think. So I think you're going to go back to that. And Ian Poulter, I mean, you you're right, obviously going to pick him. Right. And in terms of partnerships, um, you know, Poulter and McElroy played together when Poulter went on that birdie barrage uh, in 2012 on Saturday when his eyes were going to fall out of his face. Um, they were a partnership there. Right. So I don't know if that's a natural thing this time around again. All right. I got to ask you guys this because I'm going I'm to ask you. I'll give you mine so you can think about yours. I want to know your dream case scenario for the Ryder Cup because I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you that on Sunday, this thing can go either way. It is so close. And it comes down to a singles match between Patrick Reed and Ian Poulter. (laughs) That is my dream case scenario. The, The two most despised, like, like arrogant, in your face, obnoxious, Personas 
in golf, colliding on an international scale for the Ryder Cup. Like, could you imagine the fist? That might come to fists. Like, <laughs> like, like, really, with the fist, like that, like th- those two. Like, I would not put anything past. Them. I would like to see that because, like, that could get so offside. It might look make look what ha- like what happened at Keough Island, the war by the shore, many mm-hmm. moves. It might make that look like a picnic. <laughs> okay, if those who that would be my dream case scenario. Do you guys have something you'd love to see unfold in a in a, in a singles or something like that? Well, I mean, in terms of just pure golf, I, I'd love to see Tiger and Rory go head to head. That'd be a pretty sweet uh, Sunday singles match. Uh, trying to think, your top of my head. Um, I, I mean, to see a, a rematch. With uh, Rory and Reed, yeah, I wouldn't mind that as well. Yep. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, Webb Simpson and Terrell Hatton. Yeah, that that's that the one. Probably do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one right there. Mono and mono. <laughs> you gotta find TV no, ratings. Does, does Team Europe have a have a God? Does they have a Team God? How about Sergio and Phil? That would that well. would be good. I yeah, remember that. that. That was an unbelievable match. Yeah, that was better than the other. Nineteen one, birdies the, combined. Yeah. See, it's too bad that you know we didn't have like if Sergio didn't turn face. I'm using a wrestling term now on you. If Sergio didn't turn face and all of a sudden become a crowd favorite and was still a villain, like you know, <laughs> eh, then we could have Sergio versus Webb Simpson. So it would be good versus evil. Oh, you know, see what I'm yes. saying? And we could put a religious <laughs> angle on the final yes. match. Yes. Um, but any, pr- you know, I know we're a few weeks away. Yeah. And we're going to take a break here sh- shortly uh, before we update you on everything in the world of golf. Plus, I want to get your Tiger thoughts. And I, I need to get your – you hit the gapper for the first time. This I week. sure I did. So we'll do that in our final segment. But before we go to break, I know we're a few weeks away. Do we have any predictions here? Well, who's going to pull this thing out? Well, now the, that we know that there are 23 of the 24 players have been named. I still think U.S. wins this, but I think it is, it is way closer than what we've seen in recent uh, international competitions. That's what I'm thinking. I think if after we finished the President's Cup last year, we said they're going to wipe the floor with Europe. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. That was our team. attitude. I don't think that's. I think it's going to be close. I think the Americans will pull it out, and I think it'll be not quite uncomfortable, but it'll be by a couple, two or three points. I, I agree. But it'll be it'll be interesting. On it's Sunday, in a actually. narrow window. Yeah. There'll be interest on Sunday, but uh, but U.S. will probably have. I'm guessing a lead, a decent lead heading into Sunday that Europe bites into, but is unable to bite into enough. Yes. Yeah, I would say uh, it's going to come down to the 10th match on Sunday. Huh? It's going to come Break down. this down. Yeah. He's picking the 10th, 10th match. match okay. And just to be different, I'm picking Europe. Oh, Europe in the 10th match on Sunday. They're going to do it. Gonna do it. And he's picking Molinari. To, who's going to win the point for Europe, the clinching point? Uh, hmm. Uh, John Rom, John Rom's going to do it. I'll, he's a brutal form as of late, John but John Rom's going to do I'll it. I'll take Bubba Watson with the clinch point on Ooh, Sunday. Bubba, and wow, oh, just completely breaks down to the point where the <laughs> final interview on the green, we can't understand a single thing he says. That's what I'm missing. That's my, that's my prediction. <laughs> that, that great golf impression. <laughs> All right. On the other side, leaderboard updates from all the world of golf. Also, I want to get uh, uh, Skull's opinion on his new Gapper iron from Taylor Meigs. I know you finally life changing. Life changing. Jeez, ooh, and I know you're playing this week. I know. See, he was trying to tease you and I, suck us out into a uh, rematch, Bob, because he's got his new Gapper. He wants to crush us. He oh, wants yeah. to crush us. We'll talk it next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more.
This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wind down the show. Back this week for TSN Television Golf Talk Canada. It's a tailor-made product special considering we're taking a little bit of a week off here as we take a pause in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So we'll do a little uh, FedEx Cup wrap on TV this week and then uh, focus on some of the great product from TaylorMade Golf, one of our great sponsors here on Golf Talk Canada, and then be back to the usual. This time next week in this chair will be Adam Scully hosting Golf Talk Canada. Now, speaking of Adam Scully uh, and speaking of TaylorMade, uh, the maiden voyage with the Gapper? Yes, so I was fit uh, in the summer, and it actually arrived the night before I was leaving to New York, so I was uh, I was looking at it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then so uh, I went to our simulators at Bayview yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's a rocket. You just hand cannon? It is an absolute missile. Okay. I, so I actually, so it came at, at 17 degrees. I actually docked it down for the fun of it to 15 and a half degrees. Right, just to see. And psh- it's like a three wood in the bag. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the wow. way, I've been told I can't. I don't have any details, Uh-oh. but I have been told that w- you know, we will be venturing down to Carlsbad yeah. at some point in the winter. I kind of gave you the the window of when they're thinking to do this. And TaylorMade has found uh, something that is within the USGA guidelines that we have found eight to fifteen yards of distance on the new driver wow. that will be coming at some time in the near future. So next year I'll be playing the new driver, the gapper, and a putter. And a wedge. Yeah. And I want, I want people to just, even if it's 8 yards, 15 is insane. That's unbelievable. Walk, Do yourself a favor and walk 8 yards. Do 8 steps and then turn around and look at where you started. 8 yards is way longer than you think it is in mm-hmm. your mind. Absolutely. I mean, like it's a full club. So that's nearly what... Just under three miles. That's three miles an hour. So they're saying three to five. That's why they're saying eight to fifteen. I believe, and I don't know any details yet, but I've been doing poking around. The guys at Taylor made have been, you know, very hush hush. But I believe, you know, the faster swinger you are, so somebody like you, Adam, might get closer to that five mile per hour. I actually don't swing hard at the ball. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) So someone like you, or or some of the, you know, the higher swing speeds on the PGA Tour, they might be the guys that get the five out of this. Where your average weekend warrior might be the the guy that gets the three miles an hour out of this. But regardless, between three to five, gonna pick it up. is going to be between eight to fifteen. I don't know, it's, it's good. They're going to have to. They're going to have to do a lot to get the M4 out of my hands. It's like Ooh. most reliable. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have never hit the time. golf ball this straight in my entire exactly life off right. the tee. Exactly I swear right. to God, that and twist I got face height on the really... golf ball. I'm a low ball yeah. hitter, and I've got height for the first Ooh. time in my career. So it's great. You know, I used to go to a golf course even when I was playing great. You know, even years ago when I actually thought that I was a good player at this game, I would go to a golf course thinking this: if I putt well today, and if I can keep the ball in the fairway, I'm going to have a great day. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to play well because everything else just did itself. But I would go to the golf course thinking, eh, you know, that my tee game, who knows? The driver's got to operate, mm-hmm. and my putter's got to operate. This year, I have never gone to the golf course once this year, in heat, in cold. In wind, in calm, it doesn't matter what golf course. I have never gone to the golf course once this year going, uh, even thinking about am I going to drive it well. Hmm. I drive it well every time we go out. Some days I hit it further than others, but I always hit it straight. Twist face, baby. Twist face, baby. 
All right, uh, let's do some leaderboards from the world of golf. We'll start with the BMW Championship. Xander Shoffley, two-shot lead over Justin Rose, the BMW Championship. If he wins, is it enough to get to the Ryder Cup team? I don't know, but it's going to be a shootout when they finally get this third round started because the course will be soft. It will be gettable. Shoffley, two shots over Rose. Hosts of good players at 10 under. Hosts of good players at 9 under. Tiger lurking at 8 under. Hadwin needs a big weekend. Needs to move up 21 spots to keep his FedEx Cup Season alive. Uh, they're not going to start golfing there at the earliest by noon. They just yeah, pushed it back. Push it back hour. again. Okay. Mackenzie Tour yes. is at the Mackenzie Investments Open, presented by Jaguar Laval in Montreal, Quebec, and the leader is Corey Pereira, who opened up with a 63 and a 68. He has a two-shot lead over Cody Blick, Tio Humphrey, and there's a host of other players. The top player is uh, an amateur, Vincent Blanchette from Quebec, who is at nine under par. Michael Gligich is at eight under. On the European Tour, still in progress right now, the Omega European Masters. Matthew Fitzpatrick, another name left off mm-hmm. that Ryder Cup. Uh-huh. Team 12 under, par of note, Canadian Austin Connolly, T24. Oh, good for nice. Austin. I would like to see him have a great finish. It mm-hmm. would be good for him. Uh, FedEx Cup projected points list as we stand. Now, keep in mind, guys, there's 36 uh, holes still left to go. Top five control their destiny. Doesn't matter what happens at the BMW Championship. They could play this, uh, stop this right now. They could play it to Wednesday. Br- Bryson DeChambeau will have the number one spot when we get to Eastlake. Currently, he is one. He will stay. Justin Rose projected at two. Justin Thomas projected at three. Tony Finau projected at four. Dustin Johnson projected at five. Top five control their own destiny. If they win at Eastlake, they win the whole thing. The next five still have pretty good control of their destiny. It's not a slam dunk, but the further you go down the list, it har- the harder it is to control the outcome for the FedEx Cup. Your next five are Shoffley, Kepka, Watson, Day, and surprisingly, Cameron Smith, who played very well at the Northern Trust, by the yes. way. Uh, Going to be interesting to see what Adam Hadwin can do. Big push for him coming this weekend. Come on, Hadwin. You need to move up, uh, Adam. 21 spots to keep your season alive. Guys, that was a busy show. Very busy, a busy show. Tired. I'd like to announce my team. Yes, you oh, are officially... I'm going off the board. I know wow. everyone wanted me to go with the Browns, but I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. Oh! Well, you know, that, that fits Bob's persona. I He's like a that. rebel. Bob's a rebel. <laughs> silver yeah. and black. The silver and black. I love it. Array. John Gruden John trying Gruden. to bring uh, glory back to so, the silver so, and black. So for an next show, you'll show up in all in all black with the visor on, face <laughs> painted. I love it. Face paint spikes on the, <laughs> yeah. the Road Warriors. He is a golfer. Yeah. Yeah. The Road go. Warrior shoulder pads with yeah. the spikes coming on them. I absolutely love it. Wow. Uh, guys, thanks so much. Adam, thanks for hosting next Thank week. You. I'll wait. see you for TV. Yes, this we week. will. Ireland. Ireland. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Enjoy Ireland. I'm looking forward to spending some time with my wife. I haven't seen her at all. Uh, Bob, uh, you're my second wife. You're my work wife. We don't get to see much say, of each other. Either. I've seen your wife more than you. I know. I know. Enjoy your fishing trip. That's a great Thank time you. with your <laughs> son. Yeah, I love it. that. It's fantastic. And, I, and I'm glad you're doing it. Adam, thanks for holding the fort yes, as always. Sir. And I will talk to you gentlemen from Ireland a few Guinness deep. Remember, <laughs> first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.